Hello, everybody, and welcome back again to the Wild Card Rewind. Happy Christmas, everybody. We got myself, Mags. We got Paul on the show. Paul, is that a can of beer, Paul? Uh, 10 in the morning. No, 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 no. no. It's relentless. I'm, I'm suffering Rel- from the beer yesterday, so... Yeah, exactly. It's a, it's an early show, so apologies if we're if we're slow today. But let's hit that that intro music and get everyone pumped up and ready for another amazing week's rewind of the NFL. I just wanna rewind to when we were young and back to all those good times. Take me back to the start. <laughs> Yes, that, that hits the spot, absolutely, definitely. Uh, Paul, happy Christmas, mate. How was it? Everything goes smoothly with all, all the little ones? Do you know what, mate? Yeah, it did, it did to be honest. It was a bit manic, mate, you know. Um, having having kids is just a bit crazy on Christmas Day. and the rip- I think the biggest problem we had was read the label before you rip off the wrapping paper so we know who's actually bought you this present, you know. Yes, um, yes, I think that was that was the the biggest problem. But apart from that, mate, we had a we had a great day. We had uh, lots of food, games, beers. What what more can go? What more can you ask for? You know. What about yourself? Did you have a good day? Yeah, it was lovely. So back back in Northern Ireland for for the next little while. So um, apologies to anyone if there's any kind of internet problems staying up here in rural Northern Ireland, which is the same internet as, you know, rural Baghdad. So hopefully, <laughs> hopefully the internet doesn't, doesn't cut out too much. Uh, but yeah, Christmas, Christmas was lovely. You know, lots of, lots of wine, lots of, lots of food, way too much food. So yeah, today will be a bit, a bit slower um, and we'll, we'll enjoy ourselves rewinding some, some of the action. Happy Christmas to Hannah as well. If you're, if you're listening, I'm sure you are. And we're, we're missing you in this, in this, Slow boxing day for for me and Paul. So let's let's actually start Paul with with her predictions then, will we? So last week she had you know very generously you give her the Bengals up against the Patriots. She thought her Bengals would win. Obviously, you would never bet against your own team, right? That would be terrible to do. Um, so she went for the Bengals to win, which is correct. And she thought that Mac Jones would throw under a very specific two hundred and thirty seven point five passing yards, uh, which was incorrect. He threw over that. So, Paul, um, what do you think of that game? Uh, Hannah's Bengals getting the win over the Patriots. Good so game, I, bad game, in between. So, I think she was really, really unlucky here. And and I was probably a bit mean with with the total that I gave. I'm just trying to get the total up now, but I yeah. can't find it. Uh, there it is. So, Matt Jones threw for 240 yards. And I said yeah. 237.5. But Ooh. kudos to me, you know, that's the whole point of the game, isn't it? Trying to find... Uh, Nailed it. Trying to, trying to find that. I was pretty close. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, this was a game of two halves, mate. I, uh, this was a game of two halves because the Bengals absolutely trashed the, the, the Patriots in the first half. It was, yeah. you know, um, Jones had 34 passing yards in the first half. So... Wow. If you'd have, if you'd have looked at that at halftime, you'd you'd have gone, um, you'd have gone. There, Hannah's a shoe in here, you know. Um, yep. So since as total yards go, Cincinnati had three hundred and three yards to the Pat seventy in the first half. You know what I mean? And then in the wow. set in the second half, I'm not quite sure what what Cincinnati had in the second half, but 
Matt Jones had 206 passing yards in the second half, which is just yeah. a complete, complete turnaround. You know, I don't, I don't understand what happened to the Bengals in the second half. I don't know if they're already like, yeah, yeah we've we've won our division, we've we're winning at halftime. It's Christmas. They were thinking about their turkeys and, and their presents and whatnot. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I don't know what what happened to them, but. But the the Patriots came came back into it. It was um, it was a a close game in the end, which nobody nobody thought. Well, nobody seen coming after the first half. But um, a question I have with this game is, what happened to Ramondre Stevenson? We, you know, this know. this guy has been this guy's been amazing all season. He's been running through people. He's been scoring loads. He's doing so well. He's flying up fantasy analysts. Um, rankings and everything like that, and this one he just he just did nothing, absolutely nothing. Yeah. And whenever he did get the ball, he fumbled it. You know, that I was, think that was the weird. He's been so safe with the ball all year. Yeah, and then that yeah. Happened. Don't get me wrong. One of them, he was he was like head down and he was running in, and the the Cincinnati Bengal player came in and he he punched it out of his hands. You know which. Uh, we yeah. all say, yeah, that was a fumble, but actually, that that's not a mistake by the running back. To me, that's a good play by the defender, you know. Um, yeah. But but yeah, so you know, I, I was just really confused. I, I thought Ramondre Stevenson would would you know, I think it would have cost a lot of people in fantasy some yeah. crucial games this week, you know, because a lot of people would have seen him back. They'd have they'd have been starting him, you know, and and. I don't think he scored many points, two, maybe three points, something like that. I don't, if don't really know, but but no. Um, so I don't, I don't really know what happened with him. Jamar Chase, yeah, the, the, yeah, the Bengals are so Bengals uh, defense doesn't get a huge amount of credit, but one thing they are really good at is they don't let you beat them the way you beat like other teams. So, like, when they play the Chiefs, they do take away that sort of deep ball threat, that Patrick Mahomes sort of long ball. They take that away really well. And obviously here they thought, well, we're not going to get beaten by Ramondre Stevenson. So they kind of are good at taking aspects away you, from, like, that team. Do you think that's a lot of doing what Bill Belichick does to everyone else? Because that's Bill Belichick, yeah. thing, isn't it? He always looks Absolutely. at the player and, yeah. n- oh, what's the word, nullifies? Is that word? Yeah. He, 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 he takes that that option away. So may, maybe what the Cincinnati have actually done is their homework and gone, do you know what? One of the biggest threats on the Patriots side of the ball is Ramondre Stevenson. Let's take him out of the equation. Yeah. But, you know, they forgot about the legend that is Jacoby Myers, who, 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 had, himself, uh, who had himself quite a day, quite, quite mm-hmm. a day, to be fair. Um, unlike Jamar Chase, who... Seemed to struggle in a sense, didn't he? You know, he had a yeah. couple of miscommunications. He had a he had a fumble there in the second half and stuff. So, um, but the the other thing about this game is um, Marcus Jones now has yes. a touchdown on a punt return. Mm-hmm. He has a touchdown and an inter in intercepted return touchdown as a rookie. And the wow. only other player in Super Bowl era to score a 40-plus yard touchdown each of those ways is Dion Sanders. That's pretty good company. 
So that you, you know what I mean. That's that's fair news to you, mate. I think you deserve yeah. a little mention for that one, like you know. Agreed. But, but yeah, do you want do you want to add anything to this game, Mags? Or no, not really. The only thing I did want to say was about that that the Bengals' defense. Really, it doesn't again not really getting enough credit. Apart from you know we we kind of mentioned Eli Apple understands that Tyson Hill's going to run. That's about the only credit we usually give the the Bengals' defense. So I just want to say yeah, they, they did a really good job at at shutting down. Um, the Patriots and the Bengals are doing this again. They're getting warmed up, like as the season goes on. Bengals are what are they? 11, 11 and four, or eleven and twelve and four now. The Bengals are getting warmed yeah, up, just just like they did last year. They're they're really starting to to come good at the business end. They've got the Bills next week, though. That's going to be awesome. I can't wait for that. That's a good game. That's a good. Yeah. I have. I hope that Hannah's got that as one of her predictions because I'd like to see which way she'd go with that as choosing a winner. Oh, I don't know. I might go and change it though if she doesn't. Yeah, yeah. I'd just like to. See, <laughs> I'd, I'd like to see. Obviously, you, you try and back your own team, but I'd. I'd like to see what way mm. her head would be with that one. Yeah. Uh, but while you train that, uh, we'll get on to Hannah's second game. Um, mm-hmm. This was one of the three Christmas clashes. Um, yes. I, I gave us all one, one each. Uh, so I gave Hannah the first one, which was the Dolphins versus the Packers. Um, I managed to actually get this one on my TV. Um, I don't know how. I don't know how my wife let me have this one on the TV. But um, Hannah said uh, she said the Dolphins would win, which is incorrect. The Packers won twenty six twenty. We asked her who who had the most passing yards, Tua or Rogers, and she said Tua. That was correct. Um, mm-hmm. what did you make of this game, Max? So, the Dolphins have now lost four in a row. So, that's not great, right? We talked about at the start of the year, like how good they were looking, uh, but to lose four in a row, that's that's yeah, that's not great. And they've failed to score over 30 and a half points five games in a row now. And they keep falling for the same thing. It's kind of teams sort of figured them out. You know, for a team that is so electric and so fast on the outside, they actually play almost all of their big plays through the middle, like throwing these short little slants to Waddle or Tyreek Hill, and they kind of break away from there. And teams have sort of taken that away from them, and yet they're still trying to force the ball through the middle, and they're doing that with a very well-schemed run game, but very meh running backs like Jeff Wilson and Raheem Mostert are backup running backs who are trusted by Mike McDaniel I think they need to go out and and draft a real like proper running back next year and it might take them a while to learn the system but yeah Raheem Mostert cannot be the answer Jeff Wilson cannot be the answer they're not they're not good enough really so I think they're really missing a really good running back there and my other thing is, like, if teams are going to force you to throw deep and throw on the outside, <laughs> you got Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill. Let them do that. And, like, just be like, okay, you want to force us to throw deep? Have fun. Because when they do, it's amazing. You see that, like, 50-plus yard touchdown, not touchdown, reception that, that Tyreek Hill had? And Waddle had one quite similar. Like, just let teams do that. If they want to leave the outside of the field open, then absolutely crush them. Get Hill on one side and Waddle on the other and say, good luck. Because that's what I will be doing. So I think they need to make a bit of an offensive change up there if they're going to, 
you know, ride sort of deeper into the playoffs like we thought they might do. I'm sticking to my guns, though, on the other side. I still think Aaron Rodgers is bad. I still don't see it. He's He overthrew so many passes, underthrew some passes to Christian Watson. I know he's got the broken thumb. That does kind of change my opinion because, I mean, I imagine playing football with a broken thumb is quite hard. But, yeah, I still don't think that he's ever going to be the same again. We're ever going to see the old Aaron Rodgers think he's sort of past a certain point of no return now. But, yeah, the Packers running game looked pretty good. The Packers defense looked pretty good. Dolphins on a bit of a slide, though, unfortunately. Did you catch that game, Paul? Any thoughts on it? Yeah, so uh, I, th- I think you're right. They they need the Dolphins need to draft a running back. I think I think their their running back game is uh, is awful, to be honest. Um, even yeah. even if Mike McDaniel has faith in them and trusts them, uh, I still think it's you know I, I think you're right. I think they need to go and get. A running back, and we're we're luckily because we're we're in a class where the running backs are really really good. You know, I don't, yeah. I haven't really looked much into them myself, but I have I have heard a lot of people say that the running back class this year is is phenomenal. So maybe they've yes. already got that in their head that they're going to go and get a running back. And you know, to me, I think you'd you'd cut. Mostert and keep Jeff Wilson as your as your backup. Then you know, I think he trusts mm-hmm. Jeff Wilson a bit more than Mostert, if I'm honest. Yeah. Uh, on the other side of the ball, it it's hard to disagree with you at the moment, Mags, about Aaron Rodgers being done because he seems to prove it every week that he's not that bothered and he just doesn't look yeah. like he wants to be there or anything like that. You know, we'll speak about. The other person that you think is a bit done and washed in a, in a little bit, um, but on on the running side of the ball for the Packers, I, I, I'm very confused with it. You know, AJ Dillon seen most of the work this week. Aaron Jones didn't see much of the work, and it was just like, you know, is that going to be a minefield? A bit like the Cowboys running back. You know, uh, mm. is it going to be Elliot? Is it going to be Pollard? Which one's going to see the most amount of work? Is it going to be both? Is it you know, I think we're I think we're at a time now where we can quite safely say, look at both of these teams. Most have seen eight carries, forty-five yards, uh, two receptions. Um, Jeff Wilson saw nine carries, thirty-seven yards, a touchdown, one reception. AJ Dillon seen eleven carries, thirty-six yards, a touchdown, two receptions. Yeah. Aaron Jones got six carries, two receptions. You know what I mean? There's four running backs there. When I started playing yeah. fantasy a long time ago, like you know. There was only ever I didn't really pay much attention to what else was going on on the field. Running back, wide receiver, yeah. cube, that was it. But there was yeah. only ever one running back in a the team. There was a three-down workhorse bell cow. These are the type of words that we use to describe running backs. And I think we're getting to the point now where actually a three-down running back is not somebody that you'd have now. You'd you'd have a one A one B, you know. And I th- yeah. and I think teams are proving that actually. It's that's the way to do it, and even teams with rushing QBs, you know, like like look at look at um, the Ravens, you know. To me, I think their one A is Lamar Jackson, and their one B is J.K. Dobbins. They're not going to have yeah. two; they're going to have one. But the QB is going to be the second one, Jalen Hurts and Miles Sanders. You know, Miles Sanders is the mm-hmm. one B there. You know, it's 
I, I just think I, I just think we need to accept now that actually the running back game, the it's not just one guy, unless you're Derek Henry, who's gonna see four hundred rushing attempts per game. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And, yeah. But no, uh, but go, going back to the game, I, I, I think I think we're right to start worrying about the Dolphins. I think uh, I think they're doing the opposite to the Bengals. If I'm honest, I think the Bengals are warming up and and starting to peak, and I think the the Dolphins maybe a bit like the the Irish rugby team, they peak too early. Oh, don't even! I I can see what's going to happen with the Irish team every year, year before the World Cup, rank number one in the world, and then go out and lose to. France or it's like Italy, something awful. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, you, you're nice. in Ireland and you're Irish, so I just thought, oh, yeah, perfect time. That's no, a good, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I think you're absolutely, absolutely spot on. Um, and yet, that running back by committee, if it's not here already, whenever this class of 23 running backs come in, that's this is the final nail in the coffin of the bell cow running back, I think, because the free agency market is huge. I mean the Dolphins. Imagine the Dolphins were out and like got like Josh Jacobs in free agency. How much that would change, like their team, right? He's like the perfect running back. So that would be great for them. But yeah, the amount of players coming through this class are really, really impressive. So I think most teams are already sort of there with committee, but it's going to be changing from most to almost all. I think uh, in the in the upcoming future. So let's keep an eye on that and see what happens. And we'll move on to. Paul, your first game, so we've done Hannah's game. Your first game, really, really good game, right? The Giants up against the the Vikings. Uh, so you thought the Vikings were going to win, which was correct. You also thought at some stage the Vikings would come back from behind, which was also correct. They were down in the third quarter, but they came back, and they won by a single score again, 24 to 27. Uh, what do you reckon of this game? Uh, I, do you know what? This was, this was a great preview of what mm. could be the wild card round game. Yes. I didn't say the wild card rewind. I didn't say the wild card rewind, which we're going to love that round, don't we? Uh, the wild oh, yeah. card round. Um, these two could meet again. They could meet again yep. in, a, in a few weeks' time. So I think it was a, a nice uh, preview of, of, of that game. Um, the Vikings like to make things really difficult. Yeah. And... I would hate to be a Vikings fan. That's what I put in my notes, okay? But saying that, at least they're winning games. Yeah, I was <laughs> so, about to say, are you maybe, sure? Maybe, maybe, maybe that whole sentence is a little bit wrong, you know? Maybe, maybe <laughs> actually I'd enjoy being a Vikings fan and not being a Cardinals fan, you know? Um, but in the 2022 season, the Vikings are now 11-0 and in games decided by one possession. That's crazy. That is that is mad. That's yeah. you know that's all their games. All their games this year were decided by one one possession. Like you know what I mean? It's like oh man, that's 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 insane. Absolutely insane. The poor yeah. Vikings fans are on a on a on a right journey, really, aren't they? You know, yeah, um, absolutely. The Giants look better this week than they did last week. But you know what they did yeah. different this week. Do you know what they did? I'm going to tell you what they did different this week. They gave the ball to Saquon Barkley. Wow, who'd have thought? You give you give your best player the ball, he will make things happen. You know, and they actually looked they they looked a lot better this week. Um, but I've got a question for you, Mags. 
Okay. So, you've spoke a lot about Russell Wilson being the worst trade and whatnot. Yes, bad, so, bad, bad. Yes. Do we think I'm gonna I'm gonna do the opposite of this now? Do we think that TJ Hawkinson has been one of the best trades? I mean, of this season for sure. What did they get him for? Like a yeah, yeah. That's sorry, sorry. That's what I meant. Of this yeah. season. So Russell Wilson is easily the worst trade of this season. Do we think that? Yeah. TJ Hawkinson is the second best after Marquise Brown goes to the Cardinals, you know? <laughs> what did they get? Did they pay a second round pick for him? For TJ, hang on, I, yeah. I, I should have I should have got this. Sorry, it's boxing day, guys, and we're all just a bit yeah. low. So well, I mean, if you think about it, in 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 the NFL at the minute, there's kind of just a plethora of meh tight ends, right? You got obviously Travis Kelsey, who's like a freak of all freaks who stands out alone at the top. Then you got Mark Andrews, who's obviously a difference maker. You know, Kyle Pitts, jury out on Kyle Pitts for sure. And then for me, you've got TJ Hawkinson. He kind of stands above. And then there's the rest. Well, George Kittle. I'm, I'll, I'll give George Kittle some, some credit as well. Sorry to interrupt you. The trade yeah. was the Vikings acquired tight end TJ Hawkinson from Detroit Lions. Um as well as a fourth round pick in 2023 and a conditional pick in 2024 in exchange for a second 2023 pick and a 2024 third. So they paid a third and a fourth for TJ Hawkinson, a fourth and a conditional pick in 2024. Slam dunk, right? Absolute slam dunk. Considering like TJ Hawkinson was a top 10 pick in the NFL draft not that long ago. That's a slam dunk pick. A bit of a weird one for I suppose Detroit are building still, so they're they got other things that they want to address. But yeah, Hawkinson, so, one of the one of the top, you know, five, six tight ends in the league, and the the red the 20 plus others are just a bit meh. Yeah, so so his stats this week, uh, his stats this week, he had 16 targets, 13 receptions, 109 yards, and two touchdowns. Ooh, yeah. You, you know what I mean? That that to me is somebody. That loves it where he is now, and I'm not saying he didn't look like it in the Lions, you know, but yeah, that's somebody that is, you know, the Vikings wanted a player like that. They've gone yeah. and got him, and they're using him the yeah. way that he should. You know, Falcons take notes. This is what you should be doing with really, really good tight ends. Okay, I think the dif- the difference with Hawkinson is he's a really, really good blocker as well, which helps. I think um, yeah, like yeah. you don't really know what he's on the field to do. Same as George Kittle, right? George Kittle's maybe the best blocking tight end of the league, but he's also yeah. an absolute weapon receiving. So I, I think he's a brilliant player. What a trade that is for the Vikings. Um, yeah, great I still trade. don't trust. I, I still don't trust the Vikings. Don't trust him. No, you still you still don't what? trust him. Nah. Well, they I keep don't... winning by one score. Yeah, yeah, and another thing that stood out for me this this week, okay, and it's and it's it, it shouldn't be anything that stands out, but this is the way my mind works. Kirk Cousins threw less than three hundred passing yards. Really? Okay? Yeah, he threw two hundred and ninety nine, but yet sure. somehow somehow Jamar Chase, uh, not Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson had one hundred and thirty three, and T.J. Hawkinson had one hundred and nine, and you're going. Wow, that doesn't leave much for anyone else, does it? No, you know what I mean. That but amazing. that 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 stood out for me. That that stood oh, out. Oh, didn't me. didn't didn't Justin Jefferson break Randy Moss's all time reception record or yards record at the Vikings? I mean, that is yeah, he, yeah, unbelievable. He's another. He, he's, he has set another another record. What um, a player! Yeah, 
he, he is he is a he is a mate. He winds me up. He winds me up because he's so good and it looks so effortless to him. And you're yeah. like, you know what I mean? <laughs> you, it just it just looks so easy. It just looks like he's there, like, oh yeah, I'll go and catch this ball over here. Yeah, great. And you're like, how? How have you done that? Have you done yeah. that? But um, but yeah, we'll uh, Mags, let's get on to your first game. <clears throat> you were you were really lucky. You had you had an uh, an awesome game, which was the 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 super Seattle Seahawks playing the <laughs> mediocre Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, yeah. You predicted a Chiefs win, which was correct. Uh, they won 24-10. And you said the under for Mahomes on his um, – Mahomes under 30.5 rushing yards, which was also correct with eight. So, go on, Mags. You finally got I a mean, happy win. I mean, the – the eight greatest rushing yards you'll ever see in your life as well. Let's let's put that let's put that out there to start with. One of the touchdowns he scored, absolutely amazing. Just just clipping the pylon like right on time. Absolutely brilliant from Mahomes. I said I thought Mahomes would get the under last week because I thought the Chiefs would be fairly comfortable against the Seahawks and Mahomes wouldn't really need to use his legs. And that's kind of kind of what happened. It was it was really really good. The the Chiefs defense as sort of always gets better as the year goes on. And yeah, time and time again, the, the Seahawks would try and do something. And it was just like, shut down, shut down, shut down. Frank Clark starting to come alive near the playoffs again, as he usually does up against his his old team. Frank Clark getting on a bit. He was in that legion of boom, you know, defense. So he, he's not he's not a spring chicken, but, you know, he, he came up pretty big in that game. Yeah, just loved it. Dominant performance from the Chiefs. Travis Kelsey, like even whenever you don't think he's in the game, all of a sudden this is like two receptions. Is all, you're like, oh, he's over a hundred yards. It's like how did that happen? Like you don't even notice it. Like he's sort of like a cheat code at that tight end position. He's unbelievable. On the Seahawks side, I think they're sort of fizzing out a little bit. You know, uh, Kenneth Walker coming back does help. He made some nice runs, but the defensive line of the Chiefs just held solid most of the game. And yeah, things are looking pretty good for the Chiefs overall. This was meant to be, remember, this was meant to be the transition season where Mahomes lost Tyreek Hill, didn't really have these weapons. You know, the running backs didn't look great. And I think this Chiefs team, you kind of forget, is really overplaying their expectations compared to the start of the year. Uh, and the fact that, you know, we talked about earlier, the Bills are playing the Bengals next week. There is a chance that the Chiefs can go out there and get that top seed of the FC and get that bye week, which would be absolutely amazing. So, yeah, got to love life as a, as a Chiefs fan right now. And you can't be too mad if you're a Seahawks fan either. They've had a pretty good season. So, as a Chiefs fan, looking at next week's game, what mm. what result would you like to see? I don't say draw. You can't say draw. Uh, can I say that, like, Josh Allen and, and Joe Burrow get in a fight and get, like, suspended for the rest of the season? Like, is that... <laughs> <laughs> I, thought, I um, thought you were going to go down the route of they both get injured. I was going to be like, no, Max, don't... don't no. Injuries, you know? No, I wouldn't, I wouldn't wish that. But, no, if they get in a scrap or something, right, then get suspended. Um, now, I think I, I have to go with Bengals winning because, at the minute, the Chiefs and the Bills have got the same record and the sort of Bills are ahead on divisional record, I think, um, for that top seed. So if the Bengals win, then the Chiefs win next week. I think then the Chiefs get that top spot in the AFC and then we let the, hopefully let the Bengals and the Bills pick each other off um, and one of them will probably meet the Chiefs in the final. So yeah, Bengals win would be ideal. 
So you're saying that because you're scared of Hannah. That's that's what it is. That that's why you chose Bengals, isn't it? You're scared. You're scared of Hannah. Terrified. Terrified. <laughs> yes. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Just having a look. The Bengals are eleven and four. The Chiefs are twelve and three. The Bills are twelve and three. So. Yeah. If uh, if a Bengals win, that'll put them twelve and four. The Bills twelve and four. Chiefs win is thirteen yeah. and three. So, so yeah. yeah, I suppose I suppose that is that is right. Um, go go back to what you said. Chelsea is a cheat code. He is a cheat code. But you yeah. know why? Because he does it so often that the TV have stopped showing him catching half of his balls, just yeah. because they're like, yeah, Kelsey again, yeah, Kelsey again. That they're not that bothered with yeah. it. So you don't see the first six catches, and then you see the last two. And <laughs> yeah. A hundred yards now, and you go. Don't even see it. <laughs> yeah, but but yeah, it was. Um, I think the Seahawks fall into the category with the the Giants and stuff like that. I think I think they peaked at the Dolphins. They peaked a bit early, and yeah. they've been found out now and opened up a little bit. And I think we're kind of seeing the Vikings get into yeah. the business end of the season, start to fail a little bit. Yeah, and and speaking of peaking early, I think the Cardinals peaked in that week one loss against the Chiefs. Um, so they 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 were up against the Bucks. Paul, now you predicted the Bucks would win, and they did win. That's kind of like it's not. A, it's like kind of getting a present at Christmas. You're like, oh yeah, I got a present, and you open it up, and it's. Andy Reid and the thong, right? That's it's not what anyone's wanting, but <laughs> Hannah's away, the boys will play. Andy <laughs> Reid and the thong again, you know. So, so you bet against bet against your own own team. I mean, me and Hannah bet with our teams, and we're both successful. In fairness, though, you got it spot on. You bet against them, but you did think that Isaiah Simmons would get a sack on Tom Brady. He didn't quite get a sack on Tom Brady. I did try to find out what Kyler Murray's best kill streak on Call of Duty was, but that remains unavailable. Uh, if anyone listening knows, please please let us know. So I I messaged um, K Dog and asked him what his oh, yeah. win streak was on Christmas Day, and it was thirteen, mate. Which is exactly oh, really? what I guessed. It's exactly what I guessed. So all right, you'd I'll send come. over that. Just send over that DM and I'll I'll give you a point. <laughs> Prove it and you can have the point. Aye. Um yeah. so so I bet against my team because we are four and eleven. Yeah. If if we were sat twelve and three or eleven and four, then I'd be more inclined to bet with my team. But You've you've got to you've got to use a little bit of your head sometimes and accept the fact that you know what you're not going to win. But did I expect that the Bucks were going to beat us in overtime? No, yeah. no. I have no faith in a in a Trace McSurley, Surly, Sorley um, yeah. led offense. He threw the ball forty five times, Mags. How many completions did he get? Oh man. Uh... Without looking at the show sheet, I don't. I don't actually know. Uh, let's go. I'll go an honest twenty-nine. Twenty-four. Oof, Twenty-four completions in this game, but uh, you know, ultimately, what 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 did I expect? Okay, he's he's a third choice QB who yeah. has ended up playing through injuries to the wrong people now. Yeah. I don't know if we're looking at this in a is it Brock Brock P 
Purdy, Purdy, is that how you pronounce his name? For yeah, the yeah, 49ers. Yeah. You know, are we looking at him thinking, oh, everyone's third choice QB should be doing that, you know? Mm. Or is Trace McSorley the real third choice QB image that we've all got? You know, he's 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 not great. He made some bad decisions. He, you know, and he, he was going up, you know, look look at what the Bucks did a couple of seasons ago against um, sorry, Mags, but the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. You know what yeah. I mean? Not even Pat Mahomes could figure out how to get get away with anything there. You know, it was it was awful. It was awful. Yeah. But we did saying that we did manage to take the Bucks to overtime um, in a really really dull and boring game. Um, yeah, and and they managed to beat us in overtime, which brings me on to another. Old and washed up QB. Brady does not look comfortable. He doesn't look comfortable. He doesn't look happy. He doesn't, to be honest, he doesn't look like he wants to be there. Now, I don't know if it is what you're saying, Mags, with him being washed up. I don't know Mm -hmm. if it's the divorce and problems at home that are in his head all the time. I don't know if. It's the coaching staff at the Bucks that he's not getting on with. I don't know if it's mm. the O line just don't care anymore, or I, I don't know. I don't know, but but Brady does not look comfortable in that team. Like you know, like last year he he looked it looked like poetry. You know what I mean? It was just yeah. Wherever you mm-hmm. wanted it to go, it would go. And this year, it just it just doesn't look like anything's clicking there it doesn't look like he's on the same page as the player you know he's got he's got some of the best wide receivers in in the game with Mike Evans and Chris yeah. Godwin he's got yep. he's got um Julio Jones is there unless he's unless he's injured you know they and you just sort of like just I don't know I can't figure out I can't figure out what's going on there I can't figure out if it's what what it is but this there's, there's something um there's something not right there um another thing before we move on, the the thing I did like about this game was um, the attempt at a Hail Mary at the end. 16-16 and the Cardinals went for a Hail Mary. And the reason I put this in is because it, you know, look at last week when the Patriots went for that yeah. really, really stupid play at the end and they were through it here. And yeah. It was just, oh, Jacoby Myers went back and I've seen it a few times this year where they can't throw it, so they're throwing it here, throwing it there, trying here, trying to run here, and it doesn't work. It doesn't work. At least they had the decency. Thank you, Cliff, for doing something right this season. Um, <laughs> you, you know, you call a play with 16-16, and the play that you call is a Hail Mary. You literally stand there, throw it, have a go. You've got, you've got yeah. just as much chance of that hitting as you have for this stupid play where, oh, I throw it to you, you throw it over there, you throw it over there. The defenders have just spread out and they're just trying to kill somebody, you know? And it's so I, I've I, seen, yeah, I've seen more Hail Marys be pulled off than those. I was yeah. like, very, oh, yeah. very rarely do you see that happen. Yeah. So uh, at least have a crack at it, you know? And, yeah. and I, I respect them for that. But uh, Mags, we'll get on to your second game because I've just I, looked at the time and it's wow. Yeah. We're, we're talking. Uh, I, I, I don't I don't have much to say about this game, so that's fine. Um, your second game was the Broncos versus the Rams, the the last of the Christmas Day specials. Yeah. You had a Rams win, which is correct. They won 51 to 14. 
<laughs> and you had the Rams, the under 5.5 sacks. How foolish of you. They had six. Oh, so close. <laughs> so close. Go on there, man. I mean, yeah, this was the last of the Christmas Day games, and Russell Wilson is officially the Christmas turkey, right? What? It is so bad. Like, we talked all about, you know, bad trades. I think I'm, I was going to talk about the trade, but we'll, we'll maybe save it for a for our postseason show where we review the Broncos, right? We might talk about that trade. Jerry Judy is a bright spark on that Broncos team, thankfully. There's someone they can look to as being, you know, a half-decent player. Uh, Russell Wilson, uh, a lot of people just talk about how he's just been bad, 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 bad. The thing I've really noticed in lately, especially for Russell Wilson, is he looks like, I mean, far be it from, from any of us, like mortals, to like talk about NFL caliber athletes, but he looks horrendously out of shape and slow and weak. And slow and weak are not what you want in the NFL. So he, he's got a lot of work to do in the offseason. He really needs to, you know, grind. And, and yeah, he's obviously something's not right there, but he actually looks unfit, unhealthy, which is not good for for an NFL quarterback. Um, yeah, the Broncos suck. The Rams also suck. I mean, Cam Akers, the Broncos defense look like they've given up now as well, which is just, I don't think they're going to win a game the rest of the season because that Cam Akers rush for over 100 yards and Cam Akers, you know, is running on one leg essentially. So, yeah, these two teams. Yeah, these teams over 100 yards. Yeah, they're just not not good. Although good good for Baker Mayfield. That's nice, nice for him. Um, Let's... But let's move on. Um, we don't have to talk about those two teams. They don't really matter too much. Let's have a look at the game of the week, which was an amazing game between the Cowboys and the Eagles. And this, if you remember, people listening, was the game I said, this is the the fool's gold game, right? Where we talked about, are the Eagles the real deal or not? Or is it more of a padded record because of who they've been playing? Because they had a very, very weak schedule. The Eagles lost 40 to 34. But... Weirdly, maybe proved the real deal in this loss because they lost without Jalen Hurts. They almost beat the Cowboys with their second string quarterback. That is very impressive. I mean, Gardner Minshew has got it done in the NFL before, but yeah, he's not as good as Jalen Hurts. Almost my rewind moment of the week, though, was at one stage Gardner Minshew tried to run away from Mika Parsons. <laughs> that was like thought he could outrun Mika Parsons around the corner. It's like, no, hit his helmet all good. Shit, 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 Yeah, we need to hear the mic'd up for that. That would be unbelievable. Um, yeah, so absolutely love this game. It was really nice to see. Like Minshew turn up and actually play well, but Dak Prescott threw some absolute bombs. It was brilliant. Um, one of them to T.Y. Hilton, I think. Was, was that T.Y. Hilton? I can't remember. It was massive bomb over he the lived. top. That was really. I know, yeah. I thought he was still in the Colts. So I was like, oh, he's there. All right. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was really, really nice to see. That quarterback sneak that the Eagles have, it doesn't matter. I think me or you could be there and score. Because this did it again. I think they score one of those sneaks every single week. That's right on the goal line, and they just sneak it over. It's the most unstoppable play in football right now. I think, yeah, if one of us kind of lined up, put a helmet on, they might be able to shove us over the line as well, which would be which would be quite nice. The one thing I wanted to talk about, we kind of talked about this before the show, was on that Eagles team, and is 
AJ Brown the definitive number one there? Or is it actually a very 50-50 split with him and Devonta Smith? Because the last few weeks, they've kind of gone back and forth. Who's got the most targets? Who's got the most yards? Who's got the most receptions? I think Devonta Smith is sort of flying under the radar as one of the best receivers in the NFL right now. Um, what do you think about that? Yeah, it's hard to agree. Because um, I was pointing out uh, Devonta Smith's touchdown where yeah. Yeah, oh, both lines were down, called it, and he ran through the line like yeah. like the flash. Yeah. He just go watch it. Anyone, anyone who gets a chance to go watch it, go watch it and see if you can spot him running through the line. It's just straight through the middle of the line. And, and then he's just stood, he stood in the end zone. And Minshew just dropped yeah. it over the top. And, and you were just like, not one person seen him. Nobody's seen him run through this line. And I, I actually, it was near my rewind moment because I went back to watch it to see if I could spot him. And I was just, oh, yeah. there he is. And it was Amazing. just, it was, oh, it was just, it was just really it was wicked. But to me, I, I, I'm AJ Brown's side. I think AJ Brown's the better wide yeah. receiver, to be honest. Oh, it's hard to bet against AJ Brown. But uh, so speaking of AJ Brown, I'll talk about my first my first point here. Okay, AJ, AJ Brown's first catch in the game. Okay, a couple of things stood out. Minshew threw the ball. AJ Brown caught it wide open. Trayvon Diggs left him so much room, and I yeah. don't know if that was Trayvon Diggs thinking, "Oh, the ball's not coming this way," or whether he genuinely broke off from him or what. But that was unlike Trayvon Diggs. He doesn't really give you that much space. You know, he's he's better yeah. than that. Um, and the other thing that stood up for me stood out was Gardner Minshew was the one that picked AJ Brown up off the floor because he followed the ball. As soon as he threw it, he ran up the field following the ball because he was that <laughs> excited. And the only way I could describe this is he was that excited that he was like, you know, the kid that gets picked last, he was just excited yeah. to play. He got to play and he was like, yes, yes. <laughs> get up, get up, we'll go again. We'll go again. And I was just like, oh, Minshew. Bless you. What guy? What guy? Bless you. Um, but you you were saying that Dak Dak McDawson, but actually I think his his interception. You see that yeah. in the in the first quarter that was awful. That yeah. was really bad by Dak. You know he, I know you you've only got seconds to make your decision, but he looked straight at him and didn't get enough on the ball, and I, I thought that was yeah. that was really bad. Was, was that the one that Josh Sweat? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I thought that was a, a really bad in, interception. Um, uh, I have to um, talk about C.D. Lamb's touchdown, the one where oh, he caught the yeah. ball and, and spun out and sent sent the defenders. It was a bit like you know what it reminded me of um, the Euros in not not the last one, the one before where Wales played Belgium in yes. finals and how are you Robson- going to talk about Carl Robson Canu? Sends three <laughs> defenders the wrong way with one yeah. <laughs> Sorry, was, I, sure and you know what? Do you know what? We've done like what 16 of these or 15 of these episodes, <laughs> and I've finally got Hal Robson Canoe named in it, you know. Wow. Wow. <laughs> but um, but yeah, that 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 was a that was a great touchdown. Um so I I'm go- I've I've picked up on something that you've put about uh, the Eagles conceding 40 points in their first yeah. real test. Now, what I will yeah. say is the Cowboys turned over the ball a couple of times with with things that 
you could see were mistakes by Minshew. Yes. So I kind yeah. of, I kind of, I, I want to agree with you that the Eagles' first real test against a team that really a contender, and they do concede forty, but yeah. you know, one was a fumble. Now I can't see Jalen Hurts making that fumble because it was like a no. dodgy snap or something like that, and he fumbled. And I can't, and I can't see yeah. him making that mistake. You know what I mean? And and I suppose it's it's been taken away from us. This 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 game would yeah. have been amazing. Imagine if we'd have had Jalen Hurts here as well. You know, I think this game would have been a a, a completely different game and unreal. But yeah, but no, I, I I do agree that it was the first real test, and they they didn't really come out on top yeah if I'm honest but but a great game great game to have a game of the week yeah really really good game definitely game of the week for me and yeah Eagles even though they they lost the game oh I think we're kind of weirdly maybe past that test in a weird kind of way right um but let's have a look at at our prediction scoreboard then so Paul me and you we both got three right this week uh Hannah yes. one behind yes. on, on two correct so Paul you're on 35 catching up catching up Hannah on 42 and I'm out in front of the minute, just with with forty five points as we get towards the business end of of the season. Uh, one one thing one thing I feel like suggesting um, that the last week we can we can have like ten points per pick, just Ooh. just so anyone can still win it. I mean, or we'll do I, one prediction, one prediction that's worth ten points, and that could that could bring me right back into this and make it really exciting. You know? Wow, I mean, we and Hannah will have a vote on that when the time comes. Yeah, yeah, we um, know how this vote's going to be. So, up and move on and accept that you're getting the first round in, yeah? Okay. <laughs> let's um, right, let's, let's go on. to our hit rewind, hit rewind moment. Um, mine was kind of a little one that kind of went unnoticed, but DJ Moore, maybe like the prettiest toe-tap catch of the year, if you've seen that in the game. Go, go check it out in the house if you're not. Just got his twinkle toes just on the edge. Made a lovely catch. He had a pretty good game for the Panthers, actually, DJ Moore. So that was my hit rewind moment of the year. Maybe the best toe tap of the year. Uh, Paul, you had a bit of a homer pick for this, right? Oh, see, you say homer pick. But actually, before the show, you went, oh, yeah, yeah, that was a really good rewind moment, to be fair. Nah. Um, but yeah, mine nah. was... I didn't. Before before the show, I said, I said your picks were number 25 for the Seahawks. That's what I said. Yeah. That's Travis, um, that's my... Travis Homer. It's a Travis Homer yeah. joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so my pick was Pharaoh Cooper on his punt yes. return, hurdling the Bucks player, and yeah. he didn't get many more yards after that one. But I, I always like to see a player hurdling another player. I think it just looks amazing. And yeah. Uh, so yeah, that was my rewind moment of, of the of the week. Love it. Right, let's let's smash through the rapid recap then. The best of the rest, uh, Paul. You had the. The Jags against the Jets. Uh, the Jags coming out on top, nineteen to three. Wow. This. So, let, can we all just take a moment of silence and remember our good friend Zach Wilson? Yeah. Rest in peace, my friend. Rest in peace. Goodbye. You are truly, truly it's done. Way. It's yeah. done. I, I've stood here. I've stood here, and I've argued your case, Zach. And Tim. somehow, somehow you've managed to, even when you got another chance, blow yeah. that one. You got benched for Chris. You may have to help me with this one, Mags. Strevler. That'll do. 
who won the grey ball. You know what that is? Wow. No. That is That's the so Canadian, good. That is the Canadian version of the Super Bowl. Oh wow. Okay, that's that's what type of person this is. Um, so hang on, let, let me just let me just get it up. I've got it. I've got it here somewhere. So um, on Wikipedia, it says Christopher Stevler is an American football quarterback for the New York Jets um, of the National Football League. He played college football at Minnesota and South De- South Dakota after going undrafted in the twenty eighteen. Draft Stevler p- played two seasons as a backup quarterback for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers of the Canadian. Backup, yeah, yeah, he played backup quarterback <laughs> for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers of the Canadian Football League, the CFL, where they won the hundred and seventh Grey Cup, not Grey Bowl, sorry, my bad, Grey Cup okay, Championship cup. in twenty nineteen. Get this. He also played for the Arizona Cardinals. Oh. <laughs> if only you had him as your third choice. QB oh, you know what I mean? Why, why have we got Trace McSorley? Why have we got the legend that is? Um, wow. But yeah, so when Zach Wilson got benched for that guy, I realized it was over. It's, it's over for him. Um, and I kind of, I kind of, all season I've hoped that the Jets would do well and they've kind of been like uh, a team that I followed this year and I, and I, and I backed a yeah. lot, but I kind of hope now that they don't do so well. So they get a better pick in the draft to yeah. go and get um, an elite QB. Cause I feel like that's what they're missing. Um, I was going to talk about the Jets DB and the real deal because actually the Jags last week scored 40 points on the Cowboys yeah. and actually only scored 19 against these and, str- and struggled to get going. But we're, we're, I've spoke too long about Chris Steffler, <laughs> the legend that yeah. is. But go on, Max, so, let's go to your game. Well, yeah, so I was going to say we could go through these, but actually there's really only two more points I want to make about the rest of the games uh, and then we can kind of move on to our predictions. The first one actually comes from my next game. And, well, not really. It was the Falcons against the Ravens, but I just wanted to talk about the bombshell that you dropped about Huntley being a Pro Bowl <laughs> alternate quarterback. Like, he got more votes than Mac Jones. He got more votes than Derek Carr. He definitely got more votes than Russell Wilson, I assume. I mean, he's the fourth choice. I said the only way this could have happened is if, like, Lamar Jackson voted for him and everyone else got zero and Huntley's ended up as the QB4 in the Pro Bowl. I mean, how is that? That is unbelievable. So he got more votes than quarterbacks like Ryan Tannehill, Derek Carr, and Mac Jones, who went to the Pro Bowl last season during his rookie season. So Tyler Huntley started his third game this week, this season, <laughs> and has had yeah. more votes than three players that, well, I think Derek Carr started all 16 games, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Crazy. It's, yeah, it's so that, that's something I thought was important to bring up. And and the, the last thing I want to talk about from this week's games was Mike Tomlin might get this goddamn Steelers team to an even record or another winning record. I mean, how is he doing this again? He's never had a losing record. And he might do it again with this dog of a team. I mean, just shout out Mike Tomlin. What a coach. So what, what, do, they, what do they need now? So... What, they're they're like one away from they're one away from fifty fifty. 
So they set the seven incredible. and eight. Yeah. And who do they play? They play in week seventeen. They play the Ravens. Okay. So that, Big that, game. That's a tough one. And nope, nope, not go off it. Week eighteen, they play. I hope it's the Chiefs. I really hope it's the Chiefs. Uh, it's the Browns. Oh, they've got a chance. So they've got a chance of of doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, chance. Depends who started next... the Ravens. If if it's Pro Bowl yeah. quarterback Tyler Huntley or <laughs> Pro Bowl quarterback Lamar Jackson, aren't they both going? Is it Lamar Jackson the yeah. third choice and Tyler Huntley's the fourth choice? So that must be the first time ever two quarterbacks from the same team have made the Pro Bowl. Has to be. Has to be. Yeah, surely. I, I don't yeah. know. I don't uh, know. Do you have anything you wanted to chat about from the rest of this week's games? Uh, yeah, one thing I want to I want to bring up is um, Aaron uh, Aaron Donald uh, Sam Donald. He's throwing touchdowns. He's rushing for touchdowns. He's actually looking like. Hang on, why haven't the Panthers played him all season? And why the hell are we still talking about the Panthers in contention for the playoffs? I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> and and Lions superstar wide receiver who led the the Lions in receiving yards this this week, Mags. Oh, that Zleistra, right? Was it him? He scored three touchdowns, right? What's his name? No. The leading in yards this se- this week oh. for the Lions was superstar DJ Chark. <laughs> Kev, Kev's white, favourite player. Love it. Kev White is Mexican waving. And, and the other question I've got yeah. is, how many times do you think the Panthers rushed the ball in this game? Uh, a million. <laughs> I don't know. 42. <laughs> That's rushed a lot. Forty-two times, which is which Lions is with the Lions with a weird game plan there. They get the Panthers, who are like very weak rush rushing offense or the rushing defense, decided not to use their amazing running backs. Very weird game plan from the Lions there, I thought. But um, let's um, speaking of weird games, this one might be a weird one on Monday. It's the Chargers against the Colts. I'm I'm gonna pick the Chargers, Paul. What do you think? Yeah, Chargers. Yeah. All right. Let's let's have a little look at week seventeen. Uh, we'll start with 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 Hannah's picks. Now Hannah hasn't hasn't answered, so I mean we could be very mean, Paul, and and say, well, let's see. We have uh, Cardinals versus Falcons is our first game. Who wins? Hannah's answer oh. is insert winner here. Um, uh, I, I think I think <laughs> Hannah's answer is the Cardinals. You think she would pick the Cardinals? Yeah, All right. Okay. Well, Cardinals. We, yeah, and then we asked. Do the Falcons continue to fade Cordero Patterson? Is he going to get over or under 55.5 all-purpose yards? Hannah's answer for this is prediction answer goes here. I mean, that's an interesting answer, right? Yeah. What What do you, what do you think Hannah would put? Because I'm actually really nice, Mags. Mm-hmm. You can score zero. I think she would probably say over because she would think that he would smash the Cardinals, I imagine. But um... Yeah, but she predicted <laughs> the Cardinals to win, so... No, oh, that's right. Well, I think maybe she'll split her bet. Right? She'll hedge her bet and, and put the over. Um, the second game is Bills versus Bengals. We assume that she'll guess the Bengals to win. And the over under 54.5 points scored. I think she would say the over on that as well, right? It'll be a shootout. Yeah, she'd think, she'd think it's a shootout. Yeah, I think I agree. Yes. This is all so nice of us doing it for her, right? So, yeah, yeah. So, Max, uh, your first game will be the Jags versus the Texans. Wow. Who wins? And Texans over under 15.5 points. Uh, I'll go for the Jags win and 
I just cannot bet on the Texans to get the over on anything. So I'll go under, I suppose, right? Um, I can't believe you gave yourself that game. I can't believe you gave yourself that game. I know. I just, well, the way I do it is I just kind of work down like the fixture list. I kind of Google the fixtures and just kind of go blah, 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 and work my way down it. So that's the one that came up for me, unfortunately. Um, you've got, for you, you got a pretty good game. The Saints up against the Eagles, probably a Jalen Hurtsless Eagles. Um, so who's going to win and who's going to get more yards? We talked about this earlier. Is it going to be AJ Brown or is it going to be Devonta Smith? So uh, using my my solid NFL brain, I've gone for an Eagles win because um, yep. if Minshew can do anything, he can actually put points on the board. And I've gone for a Smith most yards because um, yeah. Lattimore will be covering AJ Brown. All right. Yeah, I like that. I think Lattimore, is he back? I'm not sure. He was injured for a while. He, I think he might be back. Um, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. But I'm just using that. Um, yeah, I like it. So you've got the 49ers Raiders mags and George Kittle to continue yeah. his streak uh, over under 0.5 touchdowns. Yeah, I think the 49ers get this one done. And yeah, George Kittle's been on a hot streak. Let's let's go the over. I think he'll score a touchdown. Yeah, I'll go I'll go over with that. And we'll give you the the big one, I think, obviously, the biggest rivalry of, of this New Year's day games. It's the Vikings against the Packers. Who's going to win? And this is a bit of a strange question, so bear with me. Do any Packers players outproduce their counterpart on the Vikings in terms of yards? So do any Packers wide receivers get more yards? Any Vikings wide receivers? Any Packers tight ends get any more yards than no? You know what I mean, right? Okay, okay. okay. So I know I know we're short on time, but does this work in so are we saying Watson is in line with um, Jefferson, are we saying Romeo Dubs is in line with Thielen or no? I think I think we just treat it as wide receiver, like the top scoring wide receiver versus top scoring wide receiver. Ah, uh, okay, okay. So, so yeah, okay. So if I say Dubs and he's the top scorer, he goes against Jefferson, the top scorer. If I say Dobbs is hmm. a second scorer, he goes up against like Thielen as the second scorer. No, just the overall top, like. So you go for number one wide receiver. Overall, yeah. So do the Vikings have the running back, receiver, and tight end with the most yards, or do any Packers players sneak in there as the number one? That's a horrible question. Uh, I like so I think I think the the oh, I think the Vikings are gonna win this. Yeah, it's gonna be a close game. And no. No, the Vikings yeah. top score all of them. Yeah. Cook. Yeah, I think Hawkinson, you're right. Hawkinson. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think you're spawning with that. I would have went with the same. Um, so that's it. That brings us to the end of the final show of 2022 for the Wildcard Rewind. Thank you all so much for listening in. Make sure you're giving us a like and a follow and a subscribe and all of that good stuff. Thank you all so much. It's been an amazing first calendar year doing this and from me from paul from hannah we will see you in 2023